Yo, welcome back to The Edge with your boy, Micah Parsons. Hey, hot and spicy. Bye week, bye week went well. Everything went well. Feel good. Ready to go into this big Rams week. You know we're going to get into it later. Um, obviously, I know we got to buy. So ask your questions about the games this week in the chat, and I answer them. So let's get right into it. Uh, dog of the week. Always like to stay positive. Always like to stay in it. And you already know my dog of the week. On offense, we got two people this week. We had to go two because how dominant these guys were. And my first dog of the week is Lamar Jackson, Action Jackson, proving why he got that mega contract and why he should have been got that mega contract. I mean, 21 for 27, 393 total yards, four total touchdowns, unstoppable. Um, that's a way to bounce back. That's a way to bounce back. Uh, proving the doubt is wrong. Uh, rough loss last week. Uh, people threw some shade on them, but that's how you kind of bounce back, show people why you are who you are, and I always love to see that. Um, let's listen to Lamar after his performance. We doing what we supposed to, what we supposed to do. Like I always say, the sky's the limit for us, and we just showed a glimpse today, I believe. Lamar, you don't seem very happy after performance like this. Yes, I mean, I believe when you're playing regular season games, you should be okay, you know, with winning. I'm all right with winning, but still regular season, you know. And we made shots for improvement from last week and early on in the season, I believe we did, but just one regular season game. That's why I'm not, you know, pleased with the win because we was trying to strive for every job we were going to score, put points on the board, but we didn't because of that fumble. But it's pretty good we got the win, so I'm satisfied. Hey, and I respect that 100%. Listen, guys, when you're trying to win a championship and you're trying to go places that other people aren't, this is all part about the journey, right? Not people talk about the journey, talk about this week, that week, and they look ahead. You just want to keep one foot in, in front of the other and talk about the journey and where you're going, where you want to go. Yes, that was a great win by the Ravens, but yes, they have so much more to do, have so much more accomplished, keep polishing, keep getting better, and that's what it's all about. And that's what you want to see out of your leader, your quarterback. Lamar's still hungry for more, and that's what you love to see. So Rams fans, Ravens fans, y'all know what it is. Y'all got a lucky one and continue to have the success. And he shut so he opened some doors and, you know, he did some things that not many people thought he could do against that Lions defense, a team that was trying to go five wins in a row since back in the 19, uh, you know, far 20 plus years ago. So he did that against the Lions defense. What can you say what happened to the Lions defense? Well, you could say they went against Lamar Jackson. You look at around the league, guys like Lamar, guys like Patrick Mahomes, guys like Josh Allen, when they come into them big games, them big opportunities, they just show up. And that's what you expect out of your franchise quarterback, to show up. And when you show up, those are the results. Their capabilities are well beyond other quarterbacks in the league. Uh, those athletic, tough quarterbacks that can get outside the pocket, extend plays, use their legs, they're always hard to guard. So... That's what makes it tough. Nothing happens to the Lions defense. The Lions still have a great team. They still are well-rounded, playing great ball. But they went against a guy who's a top guy. They went to a tier guy, and that's what you expect out of your tier guy. So nothing happened. The Rams, I mean, the uh, Lions will continue to keep bouncing back. But, you know, and they're going to keep getting better. But they went against a head honcho, and they just got bit, you know. And it happens. That's the nature of football. Any given Sunday, you truly never know what's going to happen. You can't really control the outcome. Uh, and then you, when you just get beat the way they did, it's tough. You know, it's adversity. But uh, the Lions been here before. They're going to keep continuing to fight through adversity and keep bouncing back. Um, 
I would say golf. Golf obviously didn't play his best game, but the football he's been playing, he's been playing very good football. And I'm not going to take that away from him because he's had one bad week. It's any given Sunday in the NFL. You're playing against the best guys in the league. So let's not get this misconception that golf is trash and things that other people like to say. No, golf is very good. He's playing good football. He just had an off night. He had an off day. Uh, the Ravens were just more prepared. They out-schemed the uh, Detroit Lions. And that's what you would expect out of a great team like the Ravens who's trying to make a push for championship football. So uh, congratulations to the Ravens. That was a huge win. Always big to see that. Uh, Another quarterback that I want to talk about right now is Jordan Love. The Broncos beat the Packers uh, 19-17. Everyone was like, is the Broncos finally going to get back in the win column? Which, congratulations, congratulations to the Broncos. Way to get back in the win column. Uh, Way to win at home. Uh, That was a big win. We, and they want to bring up Jordan Love's stats. We could bring it up. This is the first two games, uh, you know, where he was hooping and things like that versus his last four games, which his first two games, he had six touchdowns, zero interceptions. Last four games, he had four touchdowns, seven interceptions. Are fans overreacting by saying he isn't the answer? Yes, fans are always overreacting. They always do this, and it tends to always happen. People fail to realize, even myself, you go through weeks where you're not playing your best. And sometimes it deals with confidence. Sometimes it deals with things around. Let's be honest. Why did Aaron Rodgers leave the Packers? Besides the whole GM controversy and things like that, it's because they weren't building around Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the reason why you go to NFC Championship games. He's the reason why you go to Super Bowls. He's a Super Bowl champion and multiple MVPs, right? So you get rid of Aaron Rodgers. You still didn't bring no one offensively. Yes, Christian Watson's good, and he'll continue to be good. Yes, they have Romeo Dobbs. But which one of those guys are all pros, okay? not He has no all-pro receivers, not even a Pro Bowl receiver. Yes, those guys are Pro Bowl talented, but they have been injured and dealing with things like that, and they're still growing from the rookie year. But Jordan Love hasn't got the opportunity that guys like Josh Allen had got when they traded and got a franchise guy. I would love to see the Packers draft a guy in the first round this year. I Believe it or not, they passed on Justin Jefferson back when he was in his draft class and drafted Jordan Love, and the Vikings ended up getting Justin Jefferson. So once they make these opportunities to go get a franchise receiver, a guy that's going to go out there and get open and things like that, then we can say, we can look past. But give Jordan the same opportunity you give these other guys, same way with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, year one and year two, we're not the same once he got A.J. Brown. Give him the opportunity for his GM to say, hey, let me be, build around my guy. Let me go get us a receiver or draft a receiver, a guy that we could build around and create opportunities and openings for my quarterback. So I'm not panicking on Jordan Love because you saw the glimpses. You saw what he was capable of. Now, you know, when you got film, people are able to adjust. People are able to game plan for you, things like that. So give him an opportunity the same way we give everyone else. On the other side, the Broncos' defense only allowed two touchdowns, a big jump from where they were. I'm proud the Broncos. The Broncos' defense has always been legitimate, even since last year with guys like PSU, PS2. And the the surprising thing is they traded away guys like Randy Gregory, uh, cut Frank Clark. And they're doing this at an extremely high level, so that's how much you believe in our youth. So I think the Broncos will keep progressing with this young, talented group that they have and continue to get better, especially once they keep overcoming these injuries. Continue furthermore, one of the most exciting games uh, Sunday was the Patriots win over the Bills. And this is another point 
Two weeks ago, they said the Patriots were trash. They weren't good because the Cowboys beat them. And you know, furthermore, how that goes. And we'll continue to get into this uh, because that's just how the media plays it. Um, shout out to Bill Belichick, 300 regular season win. Um, he joined Hall of Famers uh, and coaches around the league with history of the most 300 wins. Congratulations, Bill. Um, you're still one of the greatest. Um, you and Tom have did something that no one's ever seen before in the National Football League. So kudos to you guys. But now we get to my guy, Mac Jones, who I said was, you know, everyone said, should they move on? Should they go to the young quarterback, Bailey Zapp? And I said, give Mac time. Um, and this is the reason why you take a guy like Mac Jones and you say, let me be patient. You know what I'm saying? That's how you build your confidence. You know, no one had the Patriots beating the Bills at all. Okay? And this is what's special about it. Mac Jones, the past two weeks, he played us and he played the Saints. And he didn't have the greatest performances. So he went against the Bills. And this is a game they had to win. You know, and this is a game the Bills had to win. And they had an opportunity to fold. But Mac Jones stepped up, built confidence in his team, and led them down to the game-winning drive to win it. What does that say about Mac Jones? That his confidence won't be defeated. That shows that he has grit. That just shows he has determination. That shows that he has all the tangibles to potentially be a franchise guy. You just have to do it consistently. The great ones do it consistently. I hope Matt continues to do it consistently, keep building his confidence. But I hope this gives him the step that he needs to keep doing it consistently. The Bills are now 4-3, and three, and a lot of people are tending to blame it on Josh Allen. Some weeks he looked like an MVP, and some weeks he seems to struggle. I always said that when Josh Allen is on, he's on. Like, he's unstoppable. The Josh Allen that beat the Bills, I mean, the Josh Allen that beat the Miami Dolphins, is the unstoppable Josh Allen. I think often sometimes you play down to your uh, competition and you make simple mistakes that you think's not going to hurt you or things that might hurt you because you're overly confident. I think sometimes Josh plays overly confident. Uh, he truly believes in his abilities. He truly believes in everything he does. And my God, should he? He has the most talent quarterback, top five quarterback in the league, and he should. And we shouldn't take away his confidence. I just think sometimes he has to let know when to let the play go and things like that. But I'm not going to get misconstrued. Josh still has a chance to turn us around. He still has a chance to prove people wrong and keep being that top QB class that we that we believe that he's in. And, you know, and he just has to bounce back. You know, he should – the games that he lost, he shouldn't have lost. So those are paying ones. You know, you don't want to lose those games. And we see a banged-up Bills defense, which also is tough. Um, we Obviously, you see the difference with Matt Milano. Um, Matt Milano is – you know, a top three linebacker in the league, and I don't care what no one says, and I don't think he gets his flowers enough. So we can't wait to see him back out there. Uh, and, that, and that Bills defense needs him badly, and you see it since he's been gone. So uh, that that's also another factor. When you lose a captain, a guy like that, and trust me, we felt that when we lost Trayvon Diggs, who's the top five corner in my eyes, and my pain, I swear up and down to this day. Um, it hurts. It hurts. And you can't, you can't take that away. Another AFC East team that lost on Sunday night was the Dolphins. A.J. Brown continues wearing that number 11 to continue to dominate 10 receptions, 137 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, we expect that out of A.J. Brown. Um, definitely a top 10 receiver. Uh, argue what you want. He could be, you know, top five, top seven, however you want. A.J. Brown's that dude. I'm not taking that. I know he a dog. Um, he know what it is. Uh, and it'll be an exciting matchup next week. But we're focusing on the Rams. Two and Jalen show respect after the game. Uh, Tua, 
Tua is always a very good quarterback, but, you know, the guy we're going to talk about is, you know, Jalen Hurts. And I think Jalen played a good game. He's still progressing. He's still continuing to get better. And I think you know what you're going to get out of Jalen. You know, he's going he's going to make the pass. He's going, uh, you know, he's going to keep getting better and he's, you know, making the right decisions. I think a lot of people are getting down on him early in the, this year because of the turnovers and costly decisions he's made this year. But I think, you know, I think at this league, he has the same type of confidence that Josh Allen has. He believes my man is better than your man. And, you know, I think Devontae Smith's better than half the corners in the league. And he's supposed to feel like. I think A.J. Brown is better than half the, more than half the corners in the league. And he should feel that way. So sometimes when you throw it up and you say, hey, you just got beat my guy. And sometimes when they lose, that tends to happen. And there's nothing to be wrong about that. But Jalen Hurts is still playing good ball. They're still winning. They're 5-1. They have one of the best records in the league. And what can you take away from them? They're a good football team. They're a great football team. Um, And it's always good to see, you know, other players doing well and uh, making inexcusable football. Um, A lot of people is now questioning, though, the Dolphins' schedule. The rest of the, the reason why they're having such a good start is because their wins were the Chargers, the Patriots, the Broncos, the Giants, and the Panthers. I'm not questioning that because based off of football knowledge, uh, the Bills, the Bills, you know, lost to the Patriots. The Patriots beat the Bills. It's football. It's about having your best day out there on the field. And we are going to mention what is going on. And and and, and we're not going to talk about it. the fact that there were so many missed penalties, so many flags that were, like if you're going to let one team play, let all teams play. The Miami Dolphins had 10 penalties last night. Like, 10 penalties. Like, come on, man. Like, and we, and, and some of them calls were very blatant, very noticeable, and just bad calls. Okay. But call it both ways. If you're not going to let them play, then, then you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the way I feel about it. And I, and I, I've been seeing this trend around the league of more defensive penalties and less offensive penalties. And I get that. I think it's the mode that is trending around the league where, these guys want to protect, right? Who brings the fans in, right? I know um, a lot of fans lo- kind of love defense, but a lot of people love offense. They love Justin Jefferson. They love Tyreek Hill. They love Patrick Mahomes. And those are your idols. I think a lot of kids grow up wanting to be offensive guys. So, and, you know, who do you want to watch on Sundays, right? You want to watch Patrick Mahomes. You want to watch Josh Allen. So I'm thinking that the league is trying to protect these guys in a normal manner instead of letting playing football. The league is, I think, is going downwards in a way of physicality, things that people love to see, people that made people excited to watch football. You're missing those big hits. You're missing the, the action, the thing that riles you up, the thing that makes you excited about the football games. And, and that sucks uh, that these refs are taking away the game. I hate to see that Kareem Jackson just got suspended for making a good hit. That's how you... Put the fear into a man, right? When people talk about football, right? Or, and we're and not talking about this new class of football. We're talking about football where you could put strike fear into a man. You could come and put it down on put it down on another man and say, here, I'm here, and you got to deal with this for 60 minutes, right? I just want that. We kind of miss that type of football, the type of football that people are missing. The fans are even calling out. These are bad calls. I want to get back into that. Yes, the protection and safety of these players are extremely important. But at the same time, you can't focalize and make this intent on one side of the ball. It has to go both ways. Um, and you got to protect defense, too. And I just don't think it's the same way, obviously, with these missed calls on defense. So 
I I just expect it to go both ways, and that's it, bro. Um, I know y'all asked me in the chat last week, and uh, and so, with so many upsets this week, I'm gonna give you my top five teams in the NFL right now. And this is this is no judgment, and we're going to, we're going to take the Cowboys out because I don't want anyone to think that this is any type of bias, right? And you could argue this is with or without the Cowboys. I don't care because I know how some of you fans and you know people in the chat may get right. Uh, my top five. I think number five, I'm gonna go with the Cleveland Browns. I don't care what people say. The Cleveland Browns are serious. Even with their offensive struggles, that defense has been so special. And Miles Garrett has been so special. And we'll get into Miles Garrett in a little bit, but that team has just been so special. And um I think they should be an undefeated team right now. Um, uh, without a doubt. So, number five, and I think when that offense starts to click, when Deshaun Watson starts to play like the guy that we think he can be, and I just think it's the time off. Anybody that's off football for two years, what's sure going to last for football league? You go, things change every year. Things evolve. Um, but it's been very impressive what Cleveland has done, and I've talked about them since week one. I'm very high on Cleveland. I think they're a great team. The guys that they added, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Um, number five will be the Cleveland Browns. I think number four is, hmm, number four, we're going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens have a very good chance with Odell Beckham, Zay Flowers. I mean, Lamar Jackson. And they lost J.K. Dobbins. I think, and their defense is extremely good. They got my guy over there, Adolfo Owens. They got Marlon Humphreys. I mean, Kyle. Kyle Hamilton has looked extremely good. Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, all playing great ball. Their defense is good, and they've been playing great ball. They just can't beat themselves. If the Ravens beat themselves, they could be, if they don't beat themselves, they could be a so much better team. Number three, my number three team in the National Football League. Whew. This is where things get a little shaky. Even though the record might not show it, I might, I'm going to still have to go with them. The record doesn't show it, but I'm going to still have to go with them. And I'm going to still go with the Miami Dolphins. I just think they're so explosive. They're playing good ball on defense, but they still don't have Jalen Ramsey. I think they had chances in that Eagles game to be very good. Um, the game didn't go their way. The penalties really hurt them in crucial moments. Uh, but their record may not show. Their losses were to teams that are playoff teams. They don't have bad losses. And the, the way they lost, they just, they they beat themselves. But I think they could have won that game. A lot of things went against them. They're still good. Um, Number two, I still have to go, obviously, the 49ers. I think the 49ers. No, actually, no. Yeah, we're going to go number two 49ers. Um. The 49ers 
are just extremely good. I mean, you look who they have and how they've been performing. I mean, it's second and the defense is loaded. Everything's loaded. Uh, it, it's very special to see. Um, the 49ers are a legitimate top three team, top two team, maybe number one, um, if that's how you feel about it. Number one will have to be the Philadelphia Eagles. Regardless of what people say, no one has stopped the tush push yet. Javante Smith could be a number one receiver. He could be uh, AJ Brown's number one receiver. Um, man, like it's just it's special to see their offensive line. Jason Kelsey, Hall of Famer. Um, Lane Johnson will be a Hall of Famer. Uh, you know, they're they're very special. Their DB core, Darius Slay, I mean, crazy talent. Uh, James Bradbury, Clarence, and I know you saw the trade. They just got Kevin Byard. Um, very special to see. I think the Philadelphia, and obviously I know I was high on Jalen Carter before he even got the Philly. I don't know how he fell to them. Um, very special. Without a doubt, very special group. It, it's very special to see what they've done, and they still have Reddick. They still have Sweat. Um, Jordan Davis, Fletcher, I mean, this team is all around uh, a great team. They're, I don't, I don't believe they have any weaknesses on their team. The one team that I wish I'd have put in there, and you could argue, you could argue them um, any place is the Chiefs. The Chiefs are the number one team. Um, I think they have the most experience. The Chiefs are definitely a top team, and I see that you guys are throwing the Chiefs out there. The Chiefs are very good, right? They're very well coached. I think the Chiefs are the most coached team in the National Football League. But the one thing, and I think that's what separated them in the Super Bowl, their experience, how well coached they are, their discipline. But if you look at what these teams have, I think all these teams have the potential to be better than the Chiefs. All those teams I named have way more talent than the Chiefs. They have more talent. But talent doesn't always be experience. Experience and knowledge is the greatest gift you could ever have. I think the four, the if the Eagles had the Chiefs' experience and knowledge of the game, they would have won a Super Bowl. But Philly, I mean, the Chiefs won a Super Bowl because of Patrick Mahomes' mysterious, his knowledge, everything he brings to the game. He's a leader. But they don't have the same type of talent that these other teams have. And that's the only reason why. Yes, you have Patrick Mahomes, you have Travis Kelsey. Very special to see. Um, but um, I think Pacheco has been playing great um, as a running back this year. But who else in that offense do you truly fear, right? Who do you fear? Like, when you play against the Eagles, you fear that Jalen Hurts is going to run. You fear that A.J. Brown's a deep dead. You fear Devontae Smith. You fear Dallas Goddard. You fear that O-line. I mean, DeAndre Swift. I mean, you, you, you have to respect. I think people come into the Chiefs and say, I know we have to respect Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. And you almost make the game plan, them two will have to beat us. And Travis has been able to do that. Their defense plays great together. They play great together. They have Chris Jones. They have some young guys. And they play extremely well together. But I don't think they're more talented than these other teams. And, and that's just my top five teams. And those are my reasonings. Um, you can argue, disagree. But that that's just respect and things like that.
the players that I told you I talk about, you know, so much, I mean, I have unbelievable amount of love and respect for this guy. I think he's one of the greatest players of our generation. Um, and because Cleveland has been so they haven't been great these past couple of years and they're just starting to peak. And I'm happy people are taking notice to him now. And that's my guy, Miles Garrett. I mean, he's my defensive dog of the week. I mean, nine tackles, two sets. He blocked the kick. I mean, is this why this guy does box? Like, I might have to train with this guy this offseason. Like, this is truly phenomenal. Um, I do believe he's a defensive player of the year front runner. I always will say that defensive guys should be an MVP conversations. I hate that defensive guys aren't in MVP conversations, right? Because where championships really won. Championships are really won on defense. I don't care how many points you put up, because you look at the Chiefs and you look at the Eagles, they both put up 40-plus points. But no matter who got the last stop, who created that turnover. Nick Bowen's turnover and score for the touchdown changed that whole game. Defense wins championships at the end of the day i don't care who you play for where it's at defense wins championships i think that we need to put more defensive guys and mvp conversations and here's why you take your top five quarterbacks right they're very dependent and this is why it is good to outweigh it right right so if a if a wide receiver drops the ball and it goes into a defender's hands, people say, oh, it's not the receiver's fault, right? It's the QB's fault, right? And then a lot of people argue, oh, it's not the quarterback's fault. It's the receiver's fault. That shouldn't go against the quarterback. Well, what about when you got a guy like Tyreek Hill? You could throw it to him five yards away and still take it 80 yards. Was that the quarterback or was that the receiver? He didn't throw that ball. Tyreek Hill makes special plays like that. And that will go towards... Guess what? The quarterback stats. That's an 80 yard play that Tyreek Hill made that now has the quarterback saying he threw 80 yards. I think you should change the scale of how it's looked upon because Tyreek Hill should be in the MVP conversation. The things he's doing this year is just mind blowing. I don't think Tua makes Tyreek Hill. We've seen the success with Patrick Mahomes. Now we're seeing it with Tua. It's, it's 100% Tyreek Hill. He's getting open. He's always open. He's a guy that doesn't matter. I know he's there. Like, you got to respect him, right? So why is it that Tua gets more love than Tyreek? Like, it's just things like that where I don't base it just off of, you know, I don't want to just base it off, well, it's a quarterback. He has to make the throws. Yes, but they're very dependent on each other. So you can't make the excuse if the receiver drops the ball and the defender gets his interception. Well, it blames the receiver. Well, you know, if my quarterback doesn't throw me a good ball every time, can I blame him why I didn't have 100 yards today? Or if I don't get my targets, if I don't get my looks or my receptions, like, we just have to be completely fair and honest and say a scheme, and they, it, they're both working together. But it shouldn't just always be quarterback. Same with D-line. You, you're very dependent on your other edge rushes. You're very dependent on your D-tackles. Everyone has to do their job for everything to click. That's why I hate almost MVP award. Like, MVP... Um, it's very it's a it's a very tough word to give out, and the way we give it out makes it even harder. Most valuable player, I believe, like 
Patrick Mahomes and guys like Aaron Rodgers, and if you take away Patrick Mahomes on the Chiefs, I don't think they would be a top five team. And that's just period. What Patrick Mahomes, they're a top five team. They, you know, argue it the way they're doing it. Um, he's still doing it without uh, Tyreek Hill, right? That's what makes him viable. He won a Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill, right? He's a viable player. I don't think there's no one like him. The throws he makes, what he's able to do on the field is truly exceptional. You know, Aaron Rodgers, he was doing it with Devontae Adams. He was the most valuable player. But you don't see guys like him doing it all. Because then we make excuses. Oh, he doesn't have receivers. Oh, he doesn't have this. We have to be real with ourselves, people. Let's just be real about it. But further on, we'll talk about the Bears won the battle against the Raiders. The battle is the backup quarterbacks. Uh, Tyson, Beijing, get his first start, place of Justin Fields. Um, who is the most impressive backup QB in week seven? It's tough. I want to go with Tyson because how, how dominant of the win it was. But I definitely think Tyrod Taylor has been playing exceptional. Even last week, they barely lost to the Bills. But it's been very special to see what he's doing. At this point, I'll, I had to look at my team and say, do I play better with Tyrod if I'm really trying to make a chance for playoffs at the end of the year? Do I have a better chance with Tyrod or do I have a better chance with Daniel Jones. And, you know, I, I don't take it. They're both good players, very good players. But he has less to work with than Daniel Jones have. Andrew Thomas wasn't playing. A few other linemen wasn't playing. Yes, he does have Saquon Barkley back. But he's been able to do this with less than when Daniel Jones was playing. Very special to see. Um so I'm going to always go with a guy like Tyrod because he's doing consistent. I would love to see what Tyson does again um, before I give him who's the best backup. But it, it's going to be very funny to see. I want to hear what y'all think about it. Uh, Tyrod or Daniel Jones. I mean, it's very back and forth. It's, it's very choosy. But however you look at it, it's very it, – it's, it's a toss-up. Where do you want to go with your season and how you do it? I saw a stat that Travis Kelsey plays better when Taylor Swift is in attendance. I'm going to give you two things, right? And Travis Kelsey's my boy. Um, without a one, I think Travis Kelsey, he's been a 99 for like the past three years, best tight end in the league for like the past three, four years. So it's obviously not Taylor Swift. But I'm going to tell y'all one thing. When there is a bad girl and she's in attendance and she's watching you, that gives you an extra boost of confidence. Now, Travis, he already had that mojo. He already had that swagger and everything, and I think he's going to do this regardless. He's been doing it last way before a, a Swift even came in the picture. But, dog, y'all know how it is. When you pull up to the gym and your girl's with you, I'm, I don't care who's in front of me. Kawhi Leonard could be in front of me. I got to give him 30. I have to give him 30. You know, you feel me? It, it's like a given. It's like a given. I don't care who it is, right? Uh, like, without a doubt in my mind, if my girl pulls up to the men's league with me, I don't care who's in front of me, I got to give them 30. I refuse to go in that car on the way home, and my girl's talking about, damn, he drops you off today, huh? Nah, that's not happening. So you know what Kelsey's doing. I, I know what's going on. It, it was like, he was already doing it, so now it, it's like, 
yeah, I, I'm I'm going to do it more now. Like it, it, like it's a swagger, it's a confidence when that things happen. Y'all know how I go. Come on now, Pete. And obviously, she was wearing a friendship bracelet with 87 on it. I think my friendship bracelet would have like 11, 11 from heaven, because like I should be like your gift from like God almost. Like that's how like we're so far. Like I have to get on my ball game. Like I have to get on my ball game. Point blank period. I'm. I gotta give out my friendship bracelet. Um, you feel me? Like, I have eleven from heaven, like, or eleven lines. Something I don't know. It has to be pretty cool and like catch at the same time. Not too much, not too much. But y'all know, y'all get the point. So obviously, y'all know we're, we'll get into this. I I heard you guys talk about my nitty lines. Oh my god, this hurts. This hurts, man. This hurts. I did not want to lose that game to Ohio State. I did not want to give Malik Hooker that leverage. I mean, that's tough. I I I can't believe we lost to Ohio State. But there's a couple of things I took away from that game, right? Ohio State, Penn State have some of the best defenses in college football, without a doubt. One of the best defensive games I've seen in a very long time. Um, but hurts. Oh my gosh, hurts. I think we could have won that game. Um this th- that that just I mean, bro, I and they want to talk about my dog coach Franklin. Um man, I think coach Franklin's a great coach and he does it the right way. And I mean, he's a true father figure in my life. Um but when you're playing those type of games, it really comes like this, right? It it, it comes out like this. Like it that game could have went very back and forth. You would, obviously we had offensive struggles and things like that, but it could have got better. Like that was and and that's kind of why, like sometimes, like even last year, I wish Alar played last year more because it would give him that opportunity to be ready for games like this. Um, he didn't know, especially know what to expect. I think Alar's going to be so much better down the stretch of the season after getting a game like that under his belt. And it would be great to see how he bounces back against a team like Michigan. But Penn State has to keep getting better, keep recruiting, and bringing these type of guys that Ohio State have in so we can keep competing. We could keep coming down to the wire and take this leap because I think we're very close. We're very close. Um, Penn State's winning without half the, uh, I mean, recruiting classes Ohio State has had in the past four or five years. So it's coming. It's coming. And I'm going to keep believing. And it's always we are. Also, I've been very high on Caleb Williams. um, But USC just lost their second game in a row to Utah. And a lot of critics say he doesn't perform well against top opponents. And I just think that's BS, right? You look at that uh, Utah-USC game last year and uh, in that big game, uh, conference game, I believe the Pac-12 championship, and he played very well. His defense can't get a stop. Like, people found like, and that's why I keep saying a quarterback's not the most valuable player because it doesn't matter, doesn't matter how many points you put up and how well you play. If your defense cannot get stops, if they cannot create turnovers, create opportunities, Field position, all those things, it very well hurts your success. And things that's gonna hurt you on the field. And then 
You hear people online saying he should just get ready for the NFL. I never agree. And and before people say anything, yes, I opted out the season before it even started because they canceled our season, brought it back, said we're playing like six or seven games, whatever. Just a non-natural football season. Yes, I opted out. And it still haunts me to this day. And I know the experience. I know the feeling. Um, there's things I wanted to accomplish still left in my college career. But their season is not over, right? When you when you check out, when you start something, you finish it. I hate this generation of, well, I made it so I don't have to do this anymore. And, I'm, and this is when I get a little spiritual and emotional because people always do this, right? What's meant for you, what God has planned for you, no one can stop it. What's meant for you is meant for you, right? Whether it's good things, bad things, if God wants it to happen for you, it's going to happen for you, right? And what God puts you through, he'll walk you through. So what you start, you finish regardless of circumstances. That teaches you character, teaches you ground, it, stand, it, it keeps you on a base that you stand on, right? I, I would hate to see Caleb Williams just stop playing. Because he's a special talent. He's exciting to watch. He's so good. And it's not like he's coming in at a Patrick Mahomes level and he's just like, I'm going to dominate like Patrick Mahomes automatically the top three quarterback. Yes, he's going to be a good quarterback, but you don't know how he's going to transition. You don't know anything yet. He's just a prospect. People, I think people are taking our granted of today. Like, tomorrow's not promised Things are not promised, right? You don't know what can happen to Caleb Williams on or off the field. No one knows. But you have to understand that what's meant for you is meant for you. Like, don't get caught up looking into the future too much. Stay under, like, stay under your feet, right? Like, stay what's in front of you. Not, like, just stay what's in front of you. Like, stay what's under you. Like, keep going. So, no, I do not think he should just quit on his teammates, quit on his team, bad show. Uh, and it's different from playing in a bowl game, right? If you're, if it's your last bowl game, and I know um, there's been some freaky accidents, and obviously if you're not playing for a national championship, it's not a New York Six game, it's just some outback bowl you're playing in, I get it. That game has nothing to do with your career. But fighting now. You have a chance to pick your team up and continue the season and show them why you are who you are. Show scouts why you are who you are. You get to show the fans why you are who you are. Don't forget what you're doing it for. At the end of the day, we are nothing without the fans. We are nothing without God. Um, and we're nothing without our families. Don't ever forget that. And, and this goes to all, you know, all college kids, never forget your purpose, right? You're, we're here to inspire the generation, the generation after us. We don't want to create bad habits and bad trends. That's just that, that's just not who we are. Um, and, and that's more I have to say about. I would I would hate to see him just leave uh, college. Yes, he's special, um, but he can be even more special. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on your team this early in the season. Because, I mean, we, we would hate to see that. I mean, we all would. Uh, we know how special he is. So, I would love to see him stay in college. But furthermore, 
looking ahead, we got the Rams coming off uh, this week. Um, last year, I had two sacks, three so tackles, so first one against the Rams ended the game. Um, always special. Rams game's always fun, and it's always a good chance for me to see the greatest football player of my generation, Aaron Donald, play. Uh, I'm super excited with him. Hopefully, I can swap jerseys with him. Uh, he's been my idol for so long. Um, I love to see him play. I mean, and obviously, y'all know I'm high on Cooper Cup and uh, Nikola, so it's going to be super excited to play against them. Always a fun matchup. Stafford's my is a guy too. Uh, it's gonna be a very fun matchup. Um, I think you know Nikola and Cooper Cup are obviously a top six wide receiver duo, maybe even higher, top five maybe. If I'm really thinking about who are they, who they are. So, Max Stafford ranks obviously Max Stafford's a Super Bowl champ. He's obviously a top fifteen, uh, top ten quarterback for sure, without a doubt. Um, very special talent. And, and that's what it is. We got to go out there, win this week, and just worry about each team this week, not looking ahead and just staying under our ground. And obviously, when I want to come back next Monday, talking about our win over the Rams. So very exciting. Uh, I can't wait to see you guys next week. And let's just take some chats, final questions from the chat um, before we get out of here. Lots of chats about Tyrod Taylor. Um, who will present more of a challenge when facing the Giants for you? Tyrod or Daniel Jones. Obviously, people like people forget how athletic Daniel Jones is. A guy who can extend plays, get outside the pocket, and things like that. I think Daniel Jones always faces that threat of that athletic guy, that guy who can extend plays. He just don't do not do it at the same level as the other guys. But he can continue to get better. Let's not give up on him yet. He hasn't given us a true reason to give up on him yet. Big trade drops that I talked about earlier. Kevin Byron bring to the Eagles defense. I think you get a Ball hunter, right? You get a guy who's going to get out the ball, create turnovers for you. A guy's going to come downhill, not afraid. I've really got obviously an all pro, pro bowl guy, uh, with veteran leadership. I mean, you adding all these vets into your back end, uh, truly special. And I think he can make more plays than Terrell Edmonds. Obviously, Bayer is at the end of his career, so giving up a fifth and a sixth is kind of tricky, uh, especially saying the type of talent that a lot of teams been getting late in these rounds, right? the type of picks, undrafted guys, seventh round guys like Purdy. Uh, and y'all know way more fifth and sixth phenomenal players that go in these rounds. Um, so you don't know about the two studs that these guys, that the Titans could get out of those uh, two picks. Look at Woolen. He was a fifth round pick. You just don't know uh, what you're going to get out of these guys. So I, I believe it's it's a very, I wouldn't say the Eagles maybe. Uh, especially because the Titans probably are in tank mode. Um, they're trying to rebuild. Obviously, Lango Luan and um uh and guys like that and obviously training AJ Brown and they might move him from Ryan Tannehill. So they need draft capital. Um they thought about releasing Kevin Byer last year. So getting trade value, getting a young player out of it is really good. And uh that's what you want um from from a team like the Titans. You want to get trade value. Um they wanted to get his money off of them. So obviously it's a good trade for both teams. How do I feel about Nolan Smith get called baby Micah? Uh, we're in a generation of where people want to label people. People want to call me the young LT, the youngness. But I think everyone's special. You get a chance to, you know, I, I, and I hate this opportunity. You get labeled so much in life, right? 
with identities, you get labeled with things like that. Instead of just letting people be special in their own way. There's things that Nolan does very well that I don't do well. There's things that I do very well that Nolan probably doesn't do very well. I don't know his game um, fluently and things like that, but he's a great talent. He's a first-round pick, but let Nolan build his own identity. Don't put him under the same lenses as other players or me have the same lenses as other players. We do that too much. Like, the comparison is the thief of joy. Let Nolan enjoy his rookie year. Don't put these expectations on people and all these things that they don't need. Just let them stay in a moment. Let them live. Let them breathe. Let them build the identity of who they want to be. I created this identity of a lion, this ferocious lion, the hungry lion. Like, that was me. I created that. Like, y'all gave me a chance to do that. No one knew who I would become. Just like y'all don't know who Nolan become. Let him create his identity. Let him create his mold and let him play his best football. And that's what I'm praying for him because Nolan's always been like a little brother to me. I mean, throughout, I, I, I tried to get Nolan to Penn State. I recruited him. Uh, I knew the type of talent he was. So I'm always very excited uh, for him, obviously. And that's that. Um, how has, uh, who's your, who's my MVP right now? Ooh, uh, I think the MVP race is very, uh, debatable. I don't think there's a clear standout for MVP right now. I give you guys like Miles Garrett. I give you guys like Tyreek Hill. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is playing pretty well, but it's not like outlandish. Uh, you know, Jared Goff was playing pretty well, Tua. Um, but obviously, they're having a little bit of early struggles uh, with both two losses. So I don't think there's a clear cut for MVP right now. I think everything's up for discussion. And, you know, last question is, how has Mike McCarthy changed the offense in the past few weeks to give C.D. Lamb more opportunities? Uh, I think he has seven receptions, but I do think if you look at A.G. Brown, he had 10 receptions. I think C.D. is a 10 reception, 10 target guy, 12 targets, 13 targets. I think he's that special. He has a chance to be that type of guy. He just needs some opportunities. So I love the fact that Mike had him going in that direction. He's still building with him and still learning him um, and things like that. So uh, I love that. Um, and last question is, would you ever want to be on the Cowboys, be on Hard Knocks or the distraction? Um, it's life. I don't think anything is a distraction. Some people may say my podcast is a distraction. Some things they say anything could be a distraction, but at the end of the day, it's you, right? You have to know what your limits are. You have to know what your capabilities are. Um, and, you know, I always live by this quote, a man without dreams shall not perish. I know how that go. Uh, so. Y'all just know what it is. I don't think anything's a distraction. You let things become a distraction. Like women, you let women become a distraction for you, and that's the thing that defeats you. Um, if you let you want to hang out all night and not put nothing into your craft, and you let that distract you. But I don't think nothing is a distraction. Distractions, uh, you allow distractions to come into your life. You allow things to affect your life. So always remember, never let anything affect you. If it's not helping you, it's hurting you at the end of the day, and you don't want to always stay in the same place but i appreciate y'all i love y'all thank you for tuning into the edge it's always special to be on here with y'all i can't wait for next week hopefully we bring back the win and y'all already know how about them cowboys and that's a wrap <laughs>